Hey, welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to get started. But before we do, I want to make sure you know about something incredible about to happen, which is Sales Girl Summit. This is our very first conference. It's happening on June 12th through the 14th. Now, we've done plenty of in-person like trainings and workshops and kind of larger scale events, but this right here, my loves, this is our conference. And I'm so excited to announce some next level speakers. We're going to announce that in just a couple of weeks. But you know, being a sales girl, it has nothing to do with the item that you sell, the service that you sell, the product that you sell, the off it has nothing to do with that. It has everything to do with being the girl that people want to buy from, that people want to say yes to before they even know the offer. It's about being the girl that is completely like world-class and has complete ownership over her industry because of how much command she has over her message. I'll tell you what, I'm starting to believe it's not even the person who is really the best at what they do, but it's the person that's best at communicating at what they do, who ends up winning and who ends up being known as the girl to go to for blank, fill in the blank for whatever you do. And, you know, our mission is to really create world-class sales girls that can walk into a room and have in, insane command over their message, over their beliefs, and just be so irresistibly charismatic that people um, are just so drawn to them. And if that sounds like something you desire to become, the Sales Girl Summit is for you. So June 12th through the 14th at the Face Center, I've got a sneaky little hunch that once we announce our speakers, the event is going to sell much quicker um, than what most people are probably anticipating. So um, I cannot recommend enough for you to grab your tickets. I've, I've heard a few people saying that they're going to get their Airbnbs with all their sales girlfriends. And I think that is so incredibly fun, um, but they don't have their tickets yet. So I cannot recommend, like I said, enough to grab your seat. Um, hopefully there's some platinum seats left. There will probably be some VIP and then definitely, definitely general admission. Uh, so we'll link it all in the show notes below. And I cannot wait to see you there. We're going to have so much fun and do our sales girl thing. We have so many surprises for you. Ah! All right, let's go. I'll see you there in June. Enjoy the show. What does it look like to thrive in life? We all want to thrive. My job as a co-creator and master trainer at Guide Culture, Lloyd Day, is to understand this or try to decipher how can we thrive better. And I'm always watching this. My RAS is on it. I'm watching who's thriving. I'm watching the comments and what people say about thriving. And I study, what does it take to thrive? And I'm gonna give you three things today to help in the thriving. We're gonna talk about attitude, how to sell yourself, self, and how to listen to your heart. If I've heard it once, if I've heard it many times, attitude is the one thing that you cannot give somebody, you can't change it, that someone someone has to decide that they're going to carry a certain attitude. And that attitude, the attitude, is the most critical part because once you decide you're going to do something, once that becomes who you are, that's where you're focused, that's your attitude, you're going to do it. It doesn't matter how long it takes, but you're going to do it. And you can carry an attitude of anxiety, worry, always concerned about something, living in the past. 
you can carry an attitude of, I have a vision, I'm going somewhere, I see something I want, I'm gonna go try to get it. You can be happy, you can have desire, you can decide that you're gonna obtain skills to go do the things you wanna do. Because one thing that we've learned from coaching, from learning coaching and coaching, is that thoughts do lead to belief. Everything starts in your mind, what do you believe of something? That's why one of Zig Ziglar's most famous comments is, you can change who you are and change what you are by changing what goes into your mind. It all starts in the thoughts and in your mind. And then once you start believing something, you can see a little hope, a little vision, and then this starts leading to action. But the action has to take place. Some action has to happen. And once all that happens, results will follow. It's just a rule of life. It's the cause and effect. There's a cause and effect of everything. And so this attitude is probably the first and most important cause and effect. It's a decision. Once you decide you're going to do something, then that's what you're going to do. So what is the attitude? What is the desire? I know for myself, I was really confused early in life. And once I caught a glimpse, just a glimpse of something I wanted, and then I started, I caught a glimpse of the belief that I could actually go do that. And it took years to do it. But once I caught the glimpse, I was always headed in that direction. That's a desire. That desire is something none of us can give you. But if that desire is there, we have plenty of tools to give you to help you to achieve it. You're going to get some from guide culture and some from all other areas because if that desire is there, you're going to be out looking for it everywhere you can. So the attitude desire thing is something only you can have within you. If you're struggling there, if it's not the right one, then put in different content in your mind. The right content like positive can do valuable belief in yourself, belief in something that you're worth, that you are worthy, that you're worth something. All that kind of content has got to absorb into you so that you can grow this attitude, this winning attitude. And once you do that, you will start obtaining skills. But the skills have to be put into action. Skills and action go together. So many people, I think, maybe have thoughts in the shower and then get out and really are reluctant to go try it. They procrastinate in trying it. So you have to absorb, um, you know, live with this awkward, embrace the awkward as you're trying these new skills. Because even the slightest skill, even the slightest attempt at something gives you a little uplifting spirit. Even if you do well or not, the attempt at it and the repetitive attempt at it is just going to improve you. And then you start to learn and understand, okay, what value do I bring? What is my value? What can I bring to the table that has value? And to whom can I give this value? Because that's where it's at. It's not what can you do for yourself because there's hardly nothing as miserable in life as to be self-absorbed which will kind of make you self-conscious. You're just thinking about yourself, all your imperfections, and concerned of what people are thinking about you. This self-absorbed and self-consciousness is detrimental. So if you start thinking about what can I give someone else, what value can I bring to someone else, and, and just give a little bit. 
And then all of a sudden you get a little, a little hope, a little hop in your step, a little excitement about where I'm going, the future. And then you're starting to thrive just a little bit. That's a thriving activity is get the attitude right. A winning attitude. And if you're on a team, it's not about you. It's about, can I help my team win? How can my team win and what can I do to help? And once you become engaged that way, then you're included and you're a big part of the team. You're helping the team win. It doesn't matter what team it is. An insurance agency team or a real estate team, or you could be on a team um, trying to do anything. Maybe you're servicing, maybe in construction. It doesn't matter. But if you see it as a team sport and you're on the team, you're trying to help the team win, that's where you start focusing on other people. And of course, one of the skills that we know that everyone needs is this communication skill. The better we can get at communicating and the better we can get at it in a subconscious level, which is kind of what we're doing in guide culture. We're getting to the point, I just had a lab with one of my male students today, and we started talking about this, the communication piece and how if we can cross over to the subconscious level where we're not even thinking about it, it's just happening, we're just gonna be better. That's a skill that we all need to work on. And he's working on that. He's working on getting it into his subconscious. Because at some point in time, that's what we do at Guide Culture. It becomes a subconscious play. And then the ongoing program, the academy, is like just keep building the belief and getting around the people that have to encourage each other around what we do. Now, part two here is how do we sell ourselves? We have to sell ourselves. And how do we do it, though? The first thing we do is we turn the I into you. This, we talked a minute ago about being self-conscious. Well, you have to forget about yourself. You and me, we don't matter. It's the other people in this world that matter. We have someone at a higher power that gives us what we need. We get what we need from something other than other people. Sure, we like the dopamine. We like the all the things that accolades gives us absolutely. I love it and we all love it and we're giving it to each other, hopefully encouraging each other along the way. But at the end of the day, you've got to focus on the other person, turn the I into you. And some of the best ways to do that is to mirror people, mirror their mannerism, mirror the words that they're saying, mirror their language, mirror their phrases that they like, and mirror the last three words of what they say and get into deeper conversations and deeper questions. Learn to know someone at a deeper level. Try to understand people. And that's a beautiful thing just in itself. It's fun just to do that, to learn from other people as you're doing that. And people want to be around the happy and positive people. I just watched a, a TED talk today. It was all about people don't want to be around the negativity, the gossip, the sarcasm, the bragging, the, the overstating, and all those things. People want to be around positive and encouraging people. And that's all you have to do is be an encourager and be positive. And we talk about keeping it clean. You know, no profanity, no ridicule. If you do all those things, you're going to make life pleasant. You're going to be valuable in the situation no matter what. Because what you're going to turn that encouragement, you're going to encourage people, give people approval, recognition, appreciation. They want that so badly. We can give that to people. And that right there will make you valuable. That's how you say yourself is make people feel good. That's that dopamine hit that people really, really need and want. Another thing that we want to do is out there is we're out there trying to sell ourselves is talk in terms of noble things. What are the good things? What are things we can do good for society, good for other people? 
what are good things that encouraging that we can all buy into and keeping it positive and, and healthy in the things that we're talking about and things that we're encouraging people that they can do. And another one here is to pull for others, to really subconsciously want others to win, to be happy when we see others win. This helps us to really enjoy the experience of other people. The thing that us men and me in the past have done a lot of is, you know, we compete. We're out there in the game. We're trying to win, win, win. We're trying to fight to make her living, to feed her family, do all these things. And sometimes I know I've missed the experience of just enjoying people as they are. And that's one thing I'm working on now is just to enjoy everybody as they are, to appreciate them and and to see the creation of what they are. So you sell yourself by just giving yourself to other people and really forgetting about yourself. But increasing your value by, by your competence, the thing that you're good, the thing that you can help people at. And the third thing here is to listen to your heart, then your head. But you have to listen to your head. If your heart is telling you something, but you really can't get paid for that, then maybe it's not time to do that. My heart was to, I wanted to go sell and serve and be in the sales game somewhere. And where I found it just happened to be what fell in my lap or what seemed the best and easiest thing for me at the time. Is something I needed something I really had a good chance of succeeding at because I already had the family going before I made the jump. And I need to find an industry that if I would just work hard enough and I could copy enough people who are making it, then I could do it. I just had to, I just had to work enough. My heart was to go out and do something, but my head said, I need to find an industry, an industry that I could make it at. So you listen to your heart, but you listen to your head too. Then you can take what you're doing and you can bring your heart into it very, very easily. So your heart has to be in the play and your passion has to be there. I was just talking to my spin instructor this morning, did a little spin class. It's a 30 minute sprint class that we do at the end of our workout on Wednesdays. And I was talking to the instructor and she said, I said, something about the way you do this, I'm afraid not to do what you tell me to do. It's killing me, but I'm afraid not to do it. And she says, yes, I get fired up. I get passionate. That's my role is to get you going to that, make you do that. That's my passion. And that's what we want to do in our world of whatever we deliver to the, to the people is be so passionate that people just see it in you and they want to move based on your action, based on the passion. That is a winning thing right there. When you're in that level of in the zone of what you're doing, that's when you start really winning because we want to win at what we do. And of course, one of the, one of the attitudes is we always take care of the customer first, last and always. What do they need? Take care of them first. The rest of it will fall into place. And let's talk about the product of the product. And I can't really help but look at guide culture. When I look at Macy, who is the, the co-creator of guide culture, I look at Kat, who's the co-CEO and a master trainer, as is Macy, co, co-CEO and master trainer. Those are the product of the product. This guide culture program, you see it right through them. We have our coaches, Sarah, we have Shelly, we have our 20 other coaches, we have Mallory, we have all these people. And the people who are graduated in the program, who are in academy, who are doing things, they're all the product of the product. And that shows that the product is a good product. We're finding that the more people stay in, the better we get in because of the subconscious benefits. As I was talking with the, the 
student today, we were talking about how these techniques, this system, this method, this language that we're using is so powerful. It is powerful to the subconscious level of the people we're working with. Just little things that really add up over time. And all of us that are into it and getting it into our subconscious are able to deliver a subconscious message to people. It is extremely powerful. And so the subconscious benefits go both ways. It goes to us and to the people that we're talking with. I was looking at speeches, how to give a speech and how to do good and watching stand-up comedians, just trying to understand how can we present and perform better ourselves, and how can we help our students perform better. And so much of this is that you get so good at it that it's part of the subconscious that you don't even have to think about it because then you can really apply your passion. You can apply your emotion. You can apply your belief and you just apply all this with a great language and a great message by getting it into your subconscious. An example of her on this was like, happy birthday. No matter where you are, you can stop and sing happy birthday and you can sing it with all kinds of emotions, all kinds of variations, all kinds of body language, all kinds of tones. You can do all that because you know it so well. And that's what I mean by getting into passion and knowing things so well that you can deliver in a way that is meaningful what's happening here, the impact here of what you're going to be when you start doing these things, then you are just out there in life, being life delightful to everyone around you. You're bringing the value, you find the happiness in yourself and you're delivering happiness to other people. And you're starting to see a life that's just so meaningful, has so much purpose, and you see so much potential in your future because the potential just continues on and on and on. Once you get to one point, you see the next, then you see the next. And then you just get so excited that you just want to go out there and live that fulfilling life, delivering all the wonderful things that you're delivering to people. So the main point here is like, how do we thrive? And what's the answer? We thrive when we are in the game. We want to feel like we are contributing to people. When we're contributing, we're helping people, we're in the game, that's when we thrive. I bet I've heard that two or three times, my RAS is on it. But when I hear people say, man, Austin said it just the other day, he said, I'm just so happy, I'm having so fun, I'm in the game, and I love being in the game. Now, when you get in the game and you're competing, that's thriving in itself. But when you get in the game, and you're competing, and then you start to win a little bit, you're starting to get ahead, you're starting to pull ahead just a little bit, that's when you're really thriving. But sometimes you have to stay in the game for a while. You have to compete for a while. But eventually there's going to be a breakthrough. It's like the flywheel. Even if or when it breaks through, there's a thriving going on. I know from myself, all through the years, about every five years, I'd have some kind of a mini little breakthrough just to, keep driving, keep grinding, keep doing the work. I can still say that it's continuing to happen. The many breakthroughs are continuing to happen, but the thriving comes from being in the game. So I encourage you to get in the game, work on all these things, and we'll talk to you next time.